This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we talk about the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. That's No Banshee. That's my podcast partner, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I didn't think they could do it, but they made Hank Pryor sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did. They, they they actually did yeah. make him kind of sympathetic in this. Yeah, you you're right about that. I was shocked. Yeah, it's he a, didn't look. He never looked guilty either. No, he, he didn't. So that's said. It's a bit of a change in, in his character, at least. Merry Christmas, this one, so. That's right. It's Christmas anyway. So good good time to wish wish a Merry Christmas in this. If you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast a few years ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fourth episode or fourth part of True Detective Night Country. Whether or not you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show. Visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast. You can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you're signing up for. If you just want the show ad-free, if that's all you're looking for, that's where you can sign up for $3. $3 a month will get you our show without any commercial whatsoever. However, if you are looking for a little bit more than that, if you want a little bit more, a little bit more content, go sign up for the five, the ten, the twenty dollar level. Uh, you can get some additional content there. If you can't be a patron, though, you still can help us out. If you will go to Spotify, to Apple Podcast, or any other platform that allows you to rate podcasts, uh, it doesn't matter which one you go to, if they will let you rate us, rate us there. Give us five stars. It will help us out a whole lot. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, write us a review. Those little reviews that you see at the bottom of Apple Podcasts, they help out a lot. So if you want to, please do so. That, Like I said, that would help us out a lot. We'll read your we'll read your review on air next time that we record. And if you want to interact with us in other ways, you can actually go to your email drop us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or any questions or anything out there that you would like to ask about this show or any other show we would love to hear them so like i said go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is the fourth part of True Detective Night Country. We're two-thirds of the way through this. Uh, we've both been really, really high on this show. What were your general thoughts about this fourth episode? I, I'm still extremely high on the show, and we only have two episodes left, and I can't wait to see where this is going because I have no idea. You know, we thought last episode was going to be the scariest episode, and then they <laughs> dropped the ending on this one. Yeah. But this was also where we saw our main characters really becoming their own worst enemies and yeah. just causing problem after problem of them doing just dumb stuff. Right. Yeah, you're right with that. Real quick, I meant to do this before we got into the actual episode. Uh, real quick, for anybody who's new, uh, we are trying something different. Uh, we are 
I am trying to record the video of this so because we now have a YouTube account and we're trying to do some stuff on TikTok. Uh, so if you're on either of those platforms, if you if you want to watch us actually talk about this instead of just listening, uh, we're, like I said, I'm hoping to upload this to to YouTube after we get done recording. But uh, it'll just depend if uh, it's just going to depend if the video is working because right now, the way I look at it, I see myself, but I don't see Ryan. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I see us both. Okay. Well, hopefully, you, hopefully that will be the case uh, yes. on the video so like i said if it doesn't work then you if if you don't ever see yes. a video on the main attract uh, for the main attraction podcast on youtube that would be why because i could and we are it. this this handsome in real that's life. right we are yeah you've been wondering <laughs> and now you know so now you know wow. <laughs> uh anyway the i'm with you the episode's really really good i thought it was uh, it, it this is a show that for me personally has gotten stronger as the episode mm-hmm. has gone yeah. as the season has gone along I will admit, uh, for those of you who are new because of this show, and not there, we've we've got quite a few yeah. new listeners because of this show. If if you are new, uh, just real quick, I don't like scary stuff, so like this end was like kind of rough for me because it was it was it was pretty darn scary. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was. Uh, but like I said, I can handle if they just kind of put in in small doses throughout the course. Now I did also hear that Issa Lopez has said like. Episode four is like the dark heart of of True Detective Night Country, so I'm thinking maybe okay. there we're not going to have quite as much of this in the final two episodes, but we shall see. So, shout uh, out Issa Lopez. We need to give her more praise. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Now, real quick, also speaking of, if you're list, if you're watching and you're listening, there will be no True Detective Night Country next week. So just so you just so you oh, yeah. know, because they are taking the week off with the Super Bowl. I thought they might do it like they did with. Last, Last of Us and just showing it on Max on Friday and then just keeping like the regular broadcast of it on Sunday, but decided just to skip the week altogether. Yeah, so that tells you that a lot of people didn't watch that Friday yeah, or that, Saturday before because obviously they would have done it again. They obviously did not get the people. Yeah, it, it, they probably had a dip in their in their viewership at least initially, and yeah. then people eventually probably right. came back to it. But yeah, they 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 they're not repeating the same the same formula that yeah. they did last year. So. Anyways, let's uh, like I said, let's get a little bit further into this. Uh, so the episode opens up uh, with Danvers. She is trying to get to sleep, and uh, I don't know how many times Denver shows up on my notes, but it shows up as Denver uh, on yeah. this. And also, who sleeps? Tries to go to sleep watching this frightening video. Well, I don't think she's trying. What's wrong with you, Danvers? I don't think she's. I think she just can't sleep, so she starts watching it again, and she's trying to find. That's not going to help. No, her. it's not. I, but I, I, look, I've been I there. I couldn't sleep watching her do this. I, I've been there where she. Is is where you just can't sleep and eventually you just give up so you so know i'll watch the most frightening thing i've ever seen <laughs> well, she's looking for clues though i mean you gotta give her you gotta go I mean, go you're an alcoholic go get something to drink <laughs> yeah like i said she, she's looking for clues because she, she just can't get, to I sleep. get a clue you're not sleeping after watching that <laughs> no she's not so maybe that's one and look she's she like i think she'd rather do her job than sleep anyway so yeah. she yeah. she's just going to sit there and look for as many clues as she actually absolutely can so we see this video over and over again and she's just looking for as many clues as she possibly can. She's constantly rewinding it back and forth, trying to see if there's anything that looks familiar in it. Um, so, and obviously, you know, this is this whole case has bothered her because she goes in, she checks in on Leah, she goes into her room while she's sleeping just to check on her. Uh, and like I said, it's clear that this video is haunting her because she doesn't know what has happened to this poor girl. And it obviously plays into their case currently with the frozen popsicle scientist. And it's 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 just eating away at her, and 
that's one of the things I think that they do so well in the show is, you yeah. know, Jodie Foster, who is absolutely amazing and fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's just been phenomenal from start to finish, and she is oh, yeah. just absolutely nailed this because you can tell she is bothered big time by this. Well, I like also they show her check on Leah, and right. she's really concerned about her. Glad she's there. Glad she's safe. Right. And it's nice to see that she actually cares about that young woman. Right. Yeah, it is. It's because she she does genuinely care about her, even if they can't. She get just along. doesn't show it. Yeah. yeah. She, even if they don't get along, she does genuinely care about her because apparently this is the daughter of of her of her husband who passed away in some yeah. fashion that we still don't know about. So. Yeah. Um, but the next thing that we see is the date it's december 24th so it's on christmas eve and we also know that this is the seventh day of darkness pete danvers is on is on her way i'm assuming to the rink i'm guessing or to the office i wasn't really sure which one yeah because because the captain is there yeah i knew i knew she was headed that way eventually but i wasn't sure if she's doing that right then at that moment so but because pete does tell danvers that they're packing the bodies uh, and this is when he does tell him that captain Connolly is already there so uh, she's she says she wants to get there as quick as possible because she wasn't expecting Connolly to be there but on the way to the office she sees she sees Navarro's sister, who is undressing as she is wandering the streets. Now, the undressing part, like I said, I wasn't really sure what why she was doing this. But we're obviously yeah. this is going to play a part in. It. I still don't know why she undresses. That I don't get, but that's going to play. They're kind of like foreshadowing well, don't a little you bit. Think she's wanting to freeze to death. Maybe I was. I don't know. That's kind of the whole thing about this. I don't know that yeah. that's the case that she wants to freeze to death uh, because she was actually she drowned. I think is one. Don't they say that she drowned in at the when they discover her bodies? Uh, at, yeah, I think you're right. I think they found her in the water. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, I don't know the purpose of the undressing. I'm sure it will mean something, and I'm sure it will. Yeah. It will be revealed at some point the reason why she is taking her clothes off at, at this point. But Danvers sees her. He she tries to comfort her. She tries to cover her up. And look, this is one of the things that I like that they do because Danvers is, you know, she can be kind and warm and cuddling to a child. We've seen her do that with with children, but mm-hmm. with adults, she can be a you know, a, you know mm-hmm. what? Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. Just let's yeah. go ahead and put that out there. And you know, we see her just being incredibly kind to to Danvers to yeah. Navarro's sister. I thought it was great to actually see that. Yes, she is capable of this. Right. Yeah, like you said, she went out of her way to to comfort Julia, try to make her feel safe, and try to get her in the car and get her to help. Yeah, they do. So Navarro comes to the station. She gets she gets Julia. The, she decides, you know, that she's got to take care of her sister at this point. Uh, and they also realize that they have to talk about the video of Annie a little bit more because they haven't obviously obviously they haven't had a lot enough time to to discuss it. And and God knows we need more visions <laughs> of that video. That's right. So and we are. We're gonna get quite a few more uh, more views of it. Yeah. So, so McConnelly is there as well. Uh, he comes to the office and 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 Danvers is asking, you know, what, what are you doing here? Why why are you still here? And he says, well, I'm planning to stick around a while. This ticks Danvers off because she assumes that he is there yeah. to to take her case from her. That's the thing that she has been assuming throughout the course of this entire investigation that yeah. it's going to be taken away from her. He tells her that's not the case, but. Uh, you know, you don't really trust him or believe him at this point. Um, you know, they- these are two characters you can tell have fought a lot oh, yeah. over the years. Yeah, because when she comes in, she's at like a hundred miles an hour. He's at eighty already because right. he's ready to go. 
he he's just, you know rude to her off the bat. Just even his tone, right? He's like, oh, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. They just come in. That they're they're ready to go. Basically, the moment they they get started together. Of course, so that also leads to their love making passion. I guess as well. I guess so. You know, opposites attract. <laughs> I guess. I yeah. Know, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so like I said, but they end up, the conversation ends with them telling each other to f you, and they go their separate ways. So like I said, which they could have done a better job, like f you and I'll f you later well, yeah, you know, they they, there was a joke there to be had there was Come a joke on, to be there today but they they didn't take it so uh anyway so the next thing we see is navarro is admit as getting her sister admitted into another mental hospital this is the one that she's been talking about throughout the course of the season it's yeah, called yeah. the lighthouse uh she's promising her this one will be different she's incredibly optimistic so it's just kind of mm-hmm. heartbreaking when it comes they come to find out that it's not any better for her at all. So, uh, but they end up taking her sister away. But I think that's kind of the whole. That's the. I think the whole point of this is that is is Navarro really believes this place will be able to help her sister, and right. it's her getting admitted into this into this facility that ultimately brings her to her death or allows her to to bring herself to her death. So. Uh, anyway, Pete has been doing work because Pete continues to do work. Basically, he was charged by Danvers to try to find any other person in uh, the system with similar injuries to what the guys who are at Salaw Station find anything that's similar. And what they he does come across one because he's look. That's one of the things about the show. Pete's good at his job. He's real good at his job. Yeah, he is. And he is. that's another thing that Danvers keeps taking advantage of the fact that he's really good at his job. Uh, and she just constantly abuses that relationship and it just gets it's at a boiling point at this point it has yet Mm -hmm. to tip over it's coming though i don't know if it's going to be next episode or episode six but eventually these two are going to have a a real you know nasty coming out or i don't know coming to blows or whatever that you know punch each other but he's going to just kind of give up on her and i'm i'm just wondering you know if it's going to be one of those things where it's when she really needs him and she's just asked too much of him in the past so um but like I said, he's good at his job, and he comes across somebody uh, who has uh, a rap sheet very similar to, uh, who has had injuries very similar to those guys. Plus, he's got a rap sheet that uh, would make that suggest that he is a person they need to look into. Uh, what was his name? I had it written down, but I don't it's think I wrote it. Otis, wasn't it? Yeah, Otis. So it's Otis, and I had his last name down too, and I can't find it now. Otis Heiss. Yeah, Otis Heiss. So this is the person that is very much a person of interest to them and Danvers says you know get the ball rolling we need to get this guy in and he's like you know well i'll have to do an apb i'll have to do all this paperwork and it's christmas eve and Danvers basically says i don't care he's she's like and he says you know you do it anyway and he says i really hate you and she's i hate you too and like i really yeah. felt like he was really meant it and she was just kind of playing uh, yeah i agree because she even said something like you know you work for me and i need this yeah do you think she's as aware that she is of her just no. okay i didn't think so either no, I was, she has no self-awareness yeah i don't think she does either because i think she's just like i've got this guy he's really good at his job and i'm just going yeah. to keep riding his mic well, she's as I can. a workaholic right at one and she's expecting everyone to be like her and like you said you know when she finds someone good she's just gonna you know abuse them yeah until she until they get tired of her and yeah. then she'll find somebody else to abuse. so yeah 
Uh, anyway, so Danvers and Navarro, they're discussing Annie's case by phone. Navarro says there are no ice caves where Annie's body was discovered, so that means that she obviously had her body moved after this. Uh, they also noticed that there are bones in the background of this video. I didn't notice them at first because I couldn't tell what it was yeah, that she was looking at. I couldn't at. tell what it was either, yeah. But so I'm glad that she brought this up. I was like, okay, oh, obviously those are bones. So, uh, like I said, so it's nice to get some information to yeah. understand what it is that we are seeing. And then we go to Hank. Poor Hank. Like I don't think uh, we'll ever say Hank. those words, but poor Hank. Uh, he's got a bunny with an Alaska shirt on it because he is waiting his mail order bride. He is he is excited. She is supposed to be getting off the plane, and to his dismay, she's not there. And I think at this point he realizes he's been conned. I think he realizes yeah, it, but yeah. I wasn't a hundred percent certain. Your thoughts? I think he finally realizes. Oh yeah. Yeah, this this is it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And like I said, it seems to have softened him. Who knows if he's going to stay that way, but it seems to have kind of softened him because uh, he... It, it did because he immediately wanted to go see his son. Yeah, he wanted to go see his son and, you know, which is, I'm sure, you know, admitting the fact that his his bride-to-be was not there and that and she kind of yeah. bailed on him had to be tough. So the fact that she go, he goes to his son is, is interesting. And like I said, it says something, at least yeah. there's at least some good in him, even if it's not much. So uh, anyway, uh, we're back with Navarro and Danvers. They're having yet another discussion about prayer from the previous one. Uh, you know, previously Danvers made fun of Navarro for, for praying. Uh, that probably is not the best thing yeah. to do in terms like as an right. HR perspective, but you know yeah. whatever uh anyway so they're talking about prayers again and she says that and the, we again we kind of start to learn some things about about danvers in this because danvers dad told her to pray for her mom when she was sick and so she prayed and she prayed and her dad said it'll be better if you pray and well it wasn't better and so this is kind of informing us as to why she is like the way why she is the way that she is why she doesn't believe in the spirit world or in any of this stuff that you know that they say in Ennis where the dead just kind of walk around and they get bored and she just yeah. she doesn't believe any of it and like i said this kind of informs us for for why she believes in all this uh, so i thought this was an interesting conversation from that regard uh but also we learned that that navarro prays a lot uh so again i don't know how much that plays into what we find out later on but i thought it was interesting your thoughts yeah, same. Yeah, I thought interesting. It shows why Danvers is the probably led to the beginning of her right. being the hardened person that she is, and then also Navarro for you know she's had such a rough and horrible life, but she still has faith. Yeah. So they get to their destination. Their destination is the professor's house that we uh, met in episode two. They need Merry more- Christmas to this woman. <laughs> yeah. So they need some more information about this video. And he's like a geology professor or something along hey, those lines. Buddy, here's the woman I had an affair with on Christmas Eve. Yeah. But what's great is the way they set this up because, because Danvers tells Navarro, you probably need to stand in front. And Navarro's like, what do you mean? Why do I need to stand? And she realized she's like, <laughs> then like when the woman comes to the yeah. door and she realizes that Danvers is there, she's like, just, mad you oh, can angry. just see it and then, and then, and then yeah Navarro's like who have you not begged in this town <laughs> that's exactly and apparently like it's a short list it, it seems yes. to be a short list at this point so uh yes. you know like that <laughs> It's just just fantastic. So yeah. they do get into the home. They are showing her. They're showing this this guy the video. I never never called his name. I, I still haven't called it. But um, uh, basically, you know, they're trying to get find out where this is. If they can, if he can help them find out, 
you know, where this cave is because it's obviously in some kind of cave. And he does recognize the bones that he calls, he says, they're whale bones. And they're saying, well, there's no caves in that area. And he says, actually, that's not true. There are caves. Uh, but they were closed because there were some, they were extremely dangerous. There was some kind of an accident or something along those lines. So he recommends getting the person who mapped the caves to help them navigate it. And turns out, hey, it's Otis Heiss. He's the one who actually who, mapped them. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Just happens to be the guy who's like the latest suspect yeah. in their case. So, hey, works out all together. So, yeah. uh, so this is, so again, they need Otis at this point. They're, they're doing their best to try to track him down as long as well as Clark as well. So they, they've got a lot of people that they got to tr- track down. Uh, back at the lighthouse, uh, Annie's sister sees an orange roll out from under her bed, and apparently oranges are an important part of the show. Uh, they said pay attention to the oranges. We saw an orange the previous week that just got yeah. when Navarro was trying to eat one and it got frozen. She threw it away. Somebody threw it back at her. Yeah. Uh, and now a mysterious orange just rolls out from underneath the bed of Annie. And I was like, "Don't look at the, don't look under the bed. There's nothing good that can come out when an orange just rolls out from under your bed for no reason. Nothing good yeah, can come yeah. from that. From from that. And sure enough, she does. Uh, it, she looks under the bed, and there is. I thought it, I thought she was seeing her mother. I thought that's who it was. I'm not convinced of that anymore. Uh, any idea I'm what not, this is that she's yeah. seeing? I'm not sure either. It could be Annie. It could be her mother. I'm not sure. Whatever it was was scary. Yes, it was. It's it's a ba- uh, the only thing I can call right now is a banshee because every time we see it, it screams. Uh, well, did you realize last week when Navarro saw it that it was uh, it was Danvers' child? No, you I saw, saw you I, the I child saw that, in the dream sequ- sequence. Yes, yes, that was Danvers' child. Yeah, that was Danvers' child. I I, I, I didn't realize that either. at the time. I didn't realize that. I, I I thought I did, but I forgot to mention it and when we were talking about it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it makes sense because she, she says yeah, the, yeah. the child says something about tell my mom or something along those lines. But then right. we can't. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and then we can't hear anything else. Like the the whispering is yeah. undistinguishable. And I've listened to a couple other podcasts, and nobody can understand it. And like apparently the the subtitles basically say like indistinguishable whispering or something like that so yeah. hbo does not want us to know what is going yeah. what that what that voice was saying at that point so uh like i said so like like when the orange roll does like don't look under the bed don't look under the bed but she did anyway yeah. so of course she did uh we're back with hank uh he's obviously disappointed because he's been kind uh he pulls out a liquor a bottle of liquor from his desk which Seems brave being working for the police to keep liquor in, in your know, in your yeah. desk, uh, but you know I guess he doesn't seem too worried about it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they start having to, uh, he and Pete start having discussion about uh, everything that has been taking place, and Hank reveals that uh, Arena, which was his bride's name, uh, wasn't on the plane. And that's when Pete asks, uh, "Do you send her any money? Any possible chance? You didn't really do that, did you?" And just, Hank just dodges the question. He's like, "Hey, I can." He sure does. Yeah, he's like, "I can come over for Christmas Eve now." Uh, so he doesn't ever admit to sending her money. And we know yeah. from previous episodes. And he, he even mentions the the mother had been sick. Yes. So we know he must have sent money to that. Because I think that was mentioned that the mom needed money. Yeah, that because that was one of the things that they mentioned in the text that they had in episode yeah, yeah. two was uh, she needed some more money for, for her mom's medicine or something along those lines. I don't remember exactly what, but it did have to do with her mom being sick. But you're correct about that. So uh, Navarro goes by Rose's house and look. Rose seems to be doing pretty well right now. <laughs> I know, man. She put on a face, didn't she? She did. She had on a nice red dress. Yeah. She was looking good. You know, Fiona Shaw was cleaning up really nice there. Uh, and she's got this big, huge feast Beautiful out. Cake. 
Yeah, it looked it looked fantastic, and Navarro was you know she's just as shocked as we were to see all this. Uh, you know, they're just talking about everything that was uh, going on. Uh, they talk about basically what Rose's past was. Apparently, she was a professor of some sort. Uh, like I said, I don't really know what kind of fresh she was, but uh, she I guess she just got tired of it from based on the conversation that they had. And she, yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. So uh, she says, but it ends with she says it's very quiet here except for all the effing dead. <laughs> so you know, like I said, we're just we're still in that. So whole was Rose thing. making that meal for the dead? I don't know. I don't know who she was making for. I don't. I guess she maybe thought Navarro yeah. would come. I, I kind of got the feeling that this is a, a yearly thing that they do. Is they get together to have a meal, but it, this apparently was yeah. even more so than what Navarro was used to. Uh, but like I said, I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure exactly why she made this big, huge feast, yeah. to say the least. But like I said, it was it was interesting. So uh, we meet. Kate, we see. We hear from Kate again. Uh, Kate is the the mine owner or the person who works for the mines. Not exactly sure yeah. what she she is employed by the mines in some regards, but she also manages the ice rink, uh, which is owned by the mines. She gives Danvers up. She gives Danvers a call because she says that the office was vandalized. And when we when Danvers gets there, we see the word "murders" on it. Look, I felt like it was going to be Leah that was the one who did it. I did not yeah. realize that they had Leah in custody right there with him. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. I saw okay. her in the car. Okay, yeah. I didn't see her in the car. I didn't. I didn't catch that. So, uh, but Kate wants to know what are you going to do? Uh, what, how are we going to handle this? And Danvers starts saying, "You know, I'm going to." going to go home because it's christmas eve i want to get somebody to come clean this up uh you know you know she says it's unacceptable and kate is obviously and she says when this meeting starts she says oh you're it's you that's they send out here or something i don't know exactly what she says but she was not yeah, happy to no, see danvers there's no love lost between these two no because i'm pretty sure they said that she had a thing with kate's husband at some point too if i'm not mistaken so uh in there in episode two so anyway uh, she's not happy about this, and she says she wants to press charges. And Deborah says, "No, you're not." Uh, she's like, "Won't let her press charges." Like, like uh, you know, she just yeah. says that you want, it, and she doesn't. Uh, it's like yeah. it's surprising just how much she can kind of get away with. So, uh, but like I said, so Leah, they, Leah gets out of, the, out of the car, and she's mad. Leah is mad at Danvers because she's taking her side. Look. I get that you're mad at the mines. I understand that they yeah. are poisoning the water, but when you literally like vandalize a a business and write murders all over the wall, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, there's not a whole right. lot else you can do. So Leah's been, been a little dramatic. I mean, God bless her, but yeah, yeah. The, she deserves some punishment. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think the mines are probably evil and they're probably horrible, and yeah, they're probably oh, yeah. they're probably going to get their comeuppance in the show, but. You can't do that. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so uh, Navarro, she's back talking to her sister on the phone. She's asking about the room, but it's obvious when they are talking on the phone, she's not in her room. Uh, you can see like the wind blowing. I was like, I was like, can you not hear the wind in the background of this thing? I guess she, she couldn't. So, uh, but her sister is out at another wreckage. She's out on the ice, and then she takes her clothes off again. Uh, she takes them off. She folds them. And she starts walking, and like we know she's about to die like I said uh, yeah, yeah. apparently she drowns to death from what we find out later on but uh like i said I, I was a little surprised by this what were your thoughts i was a little bit surprised too it, you know you didn't feel good for julia right the whole time like her chances of making it but i, I was kind of surprised she felt like until the the, the orange situation it felt like she was more at peace at right. being at that place 
Yeah, I just thought that she would play a bigger role in like mm-hmm. the finale of this, uh, like yeah, in, yeah. in the role of the a bigger role in the entire crux of the story. And so I was like, yeah. I was a little surprised by this, but it looks like they're setting this up that whatever is haunting Julie or is it Julie or Julia, uh, Julia, Julia, whatever is haunting, whatever is haunting her is like moved on to Navarro at this point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that seems to be where, where they're going. But yeah, I was, I was surprised by this. Uh, I was really, really surprised that this is the road that they were going down with, with Julia's sister. But uh, this is the last that we will see of her. At least uh, it could be, I don't know who knows. Yeah, this show. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah. I would, I, we're going to see her again as a ghost. Yeah. It, the, we'll, she'll probably appear again in some shape, form or fashion. Yeah, so I think so. Anyway, Leah, back at Danvers' house, Leah's packing a bag because she wants to go to Pete's house because we learned earlier that she has a really good friendship with Kayla, Pete's husband, Pete's uh, wife, not husband. Uh, and this leaves Danvers by herself for Christmas Eve. And she, what does she do? She starts drinking and going yeah. again through the videos. <laughs> uh, these videos that are just incredibly disturbing and haunting, she keeps watching them over and over again. But when she's watching the video of Annie, Annie she notices something and she notices there's a similarity in this video from the Salal station so we go back to the video of the Salal station and you see in the video like a flash right before the video cuts out and there's a similar thing that happens in the video Uh, so she comes to the conclusion that the power is cut at Salal and that the same thing is happening here in in Annie's video and Navarro's confused, like, well, why would, how would the power get cut? And she's like, well, obviously there was a generator. So they're trying to figure out what exactly it is that they would need a generator for in this cave. They've got to, they're trying to figure out the connections here. And it all leads to Oliver Takak. Um, don't know if I spelled his name correctly, but that's the person that they are yeah. coming back to. So they want to, they want to question him. They want to talk to him. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are at the end of this part of the scene. So uh, any other thoughts about this? Man, I, I was tired of watching this video. I was glad we figured something out. <laughs> yeah, so we can move on from this point, so we didn't have to watch this video. At least and I felt bad that that poor turkey got thrown away, you know, for no reason. Oh, yeah, that's, that always sucks. So. All right, let's take a real quick break, and then we will discuss the rest of the episode. All right, moving on. Uh, Danvers wants to go get Navarro, uh, but the problem is Danvers is drunk, and she says, "Oh, I'm yeah. not really drunk. Uh, no, I've barely no even drank way at all." I would want to take me anywhere. Yeah, so, uh, so she's drunk and she can't really help uh, so she can't get in the car so she says she tells Navarro to come get her and she's like no way I'm not going in with my my partner being you know uh, crap faced um, she uses a different word obviously and uh, you know there, there's no way that I'm going to go to a suspect with, uh, with you like you are basically and so she says I'll get Pete to come get you and Navarro's even like, you can't, like, I don't think she really likes yeah. Pete, but she's like, dude, you can't do this. You can't get him to come get you. Yeah. And Danvers, again, isn't listening to it. She calls Pete up, tells her, tells him to go get her, and he does. And look, even... And Hank is not happy. No, Hank's not happy. He's like hollering in the background. He's like, it's Christmas Eve. You've got to let this go. Uh, and she's just not. She's just not willing to let it go. So... Uh, Anyway, so Pete and Navarro, they get together and they do go to uh, Oliver uh, Cox's house. And, or the compound, I don't really know what it is that he was in, but... Yeah, a compound sounds right. Yeah, I we'll go with that. Like I said, I'm not really sure what that thing is, but when they get there, like, you can immediately... A place I would not want to be. No, 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 I would not want to be there either. And you can tell 
they're not happy. Like they, they realize something is off about this entire yeah. situation. Like yeah. as soon as they step out of the car, they're like, something is weird here. So yeah. uh, they go into the building where he's living, and there's just a lot of just weird, ominous stuff around. Uh, the gun is still there, but he's not from from where he was sitting earlier in episode three. The yeah. spiral is drawn on a whole bunch of stuff. There's a so like I said, you see it on on a lot of things. Uh, so they're just kind of taking they're just kind of taking stock of everything. They pick up a uh, a stone carving with the little uh, spiral symbol on it. Like I said, we don't really know what that is, but uh, we, they pick it up and she takes it, and Navarro takes it with her. Uh, and when they leave, they are approached by a group of men. I guess it was the same group of men that we saw in episode yeah. three. They're not happy about her being there, about them being uh, there. Huh. No, they were not happy at all, and I, I thought this was about to escalate to a, a shootout. Yeah, I did too, and for, it actually doesn't, so I was, I was surprised by that, the fact that it does not escalate any further. Uh, but we're back with Danvers now, uh, so she's obviously frustrated uh, about the whole thing, and to blow off steam, who does she go visit? Conley, at her at his hotel. Yes, <laughs> uh, what is Conley doing? She do what now? I didn't catch that. He's watching Elf. Yes, he's watching Elf while whitening <laughs> his teeth uh, with a, a a teeth whitener as well. So, uh, uh, Connolly immediately... Fun Christmas Eve for him. That's right. It's fun Christmas Eve. Uh, but he picks up on the fact that she's drunk very quickly because she is. Uh, and they start to resume their normal, esca- uh, you know, their normal escapades. And that's when Danvers starts to make fun of his teeth whitener. And this kind of starts to kill the mood for him. Uh, he tells Danvers that she was always better than him, that she was always a better police officer, but she was worse with people. And he gets ready to say with Jake, and after, and after Jake and Holding got worse, and he kind of stops, and then she tells him, go ahead, just say it, just say it. And he does. And the two are angry and mad at each other. Uh, so yeah. any thoughts or plans to, like I said, to resume their normal encounters, those are basically shuttled at this point. Connolly doesn't want her driving because she is completely drunk, uh, but she gets mad and she storms out anyway and uh, she leaves. Uh, your thoughts on just... What are your thoughts about them? these two at this point? These are two people that should never be together. They yeah. are horrible for each other, which probably makes them, you know, why they have so much passion. Well, and one, he's her superior as well. So that's, Yeah, well, that as well. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, that's another whole other never, issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like yeah, besides said, their personality issues, yes, they shouldn't be together. Yeah, so like I said, there's, there's a lot of things that these reasons that these two should not be together, but nevertheless. And, and look, they're not really together. They're just... They're, they're they just, hook up. Yeah, they hook up. I mean, that's, well, that's what it is. It's just a hookup at this point. So, uh, But we're going back to Hank. He's also watching Elf, so I guess Elf was on uh, special at this point. Uh, but see, because we're getting... Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know why they're... Look, this is this is on Max. So I guess Elf is on Max, I guess. If I'd, uh, probably. I was just wondering, you know, uh, why we're not... since. Christmas Story is always on 24 hours on Christmas That's Eve, like, and, it, and it's a TNT is owned by by HBO Warner, uh, so or HBO Discovery. So, like, I don't know why they're not like like putting that in this but nevertheless um yeah that's a good point the christmas story would have been better yeah it would have tied in more but like i think i do believe elf is on on uh max if i'm not mistaken so uh anyway so uh when we get he goes back to his house there were rose petals placed on the bed so he obviously had big romantic plans yeah like i said they're they're actually making us feel bad for hank i don't know how long this is going to last but uh, it's at least they're making us feel at least bad for him for at least a little yeah. while. So it's the one episode that 
that he doesn't look completely guilty and just like a horrible cop. Yeah, it, it is. And like I said, I don't know if that's going to last into episode five and episode six. But we shall see. Yeah. But uh, at this point, the Alaska Coast Guard gives Navarro a call, and they tell her uh, they have bad news. And we obviously know what the conversation is. We don't hear it, but we obviously know what they tell her. Pete asks if everything is okay, and she just tells him to go be with his family. And he heads home uh, when he gets there. And let me say, Pete, Pete and Navarro had a, some nice moments. Yeah, they did. Navarro was very, you know, thankful that he joined her, and you know, they they seemed to bond. Yeah, they did. I thought they I thought they had some good moments as well. Yeah. They do have some. They they do seem to bond a little bit. But things yeah. start to go really bad for Navarro from this point on. She's she's just like a completely different person, which makes sense because her sister has just died and she's just found out. Yeah. Uh, but Pete goes home. Uh, he and when he gets home, everyone is in bed. He apologizes to Kayla as he gets in bed, and you know she's obviously mad. He asks, well, "You know, what do you want me to do?" And I don't remember what her response was, but uh, he says at that point, "You know, just go ahead and say it. Say that I ruined your life and that you didn't want to have the baby." And we don't get a response from her. I don't know. No, no. Yeah. So like I said, I don't know how the rest of that conversation played out, but we didn't get a response from her. I just thought that was was not interesting. Not going to be Merry Christmas in that house. Now, what did you make of of this conversation? What do you think that they at one time when she got pregnant they is, did they get pregnant before they got married? What are you? What are your thoughts I'm about assuming, this? Yeah, I think they got pregnant before they got married. I think they were messing around, and then they decided to get married, and they just have not been a good match. Especially since he's been in the police force, right? Even though he's good at the job, yeah, it's a is. job that he would excel at. But it's uh, you know uh, affecting their relationship. Yeah, it, it obviously is because he won't tell Danvers no, and it's become an issue. So and he's he's becoming a terrible spouse and dad yeah he is and you know he, he, it's hard to be really great at a cop in being a detective and be right a good husband and a good father because yeah sometimes the, those two interests collide with each other so right uh navarro we're back with her she's driving through town you can tell she's angry uh you can tell that she's you know just mad about the whole situation she sees the guy that she arrested oh, in the God, very first I, episode i was i was so scared when i saw this i was like no not that guy yeah i thought she was gonna do something at this point i thought she was getting ready to deal with the guy at that point but yeah. she doesn't he flips her off and she just drives off and it, it she obviously doesn't help her mood because when she gets to the lighthouse right. she just goes off at the guy at the desk because they let her sister leave and she starts trashing the place because the lighthouse doesn't even realize that she's dead at this point. She doesn't even realize, they don't even realize right. that she's not there. And, you know, she's like, how could you, this is awful. She starts trashing this place. Uh, and then when she's driving back through town, she sees those same guys. She pulls out, she hops out, and she starts punching them. And for a minute, I thought Callie Reese's Navarro was going to be able to take him, but it didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I was like, oh, this is the real Callie Reese. Yeah, it was. That's about to beat these guys to a pulp. Yeah, I thought she was, and but no, even yeah. even as tough and as strong as, as Navarro is, and as, Cal, as tough and strong as Callie, Callie Reese is, the three against one just isn't going yeah. to, to work, to say the least. So they end up like getting her and just beating her to a bloody pulp at this point. Uh and like I said, it's just, it, it, it was bad at that point. Like I said, I really felt bad it, for Navarro. It was rough to watch. It, it really was. was. Really yeah, it, it was rough. To, it was really, really rough to watch. So, uh, anyway, so Danvers is driving back home, and we get the return of the one eyed polar bear. We haven't seen the one eyed polar bear in a while, but it's just there in the middle of the road. She swerves to avoid it. And I, 
Go ahead. Well, I thought you might say something. I was just going to say that the polar bear just—it's just a one-eyed polar bear. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's just there now. I didn't think about this at the time because we didn't see the one-eyed polar bear at the same time as we saw the in previous episodes. We didn't see it at the same time as as that Holden, that bear of Holdens. Like uh-huh. I think they're trying to like say maybe they're the one in the same. Like this is a like the pol- the, the stuffed polar bear come to life or something. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, that could that could be it. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, and you know they both know about the polar bear and the, and the Navarro and and uh, Navarro and Danvers, uh, Danvers right. and then they both are the ones to see it. There could be something there. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know the purpose yeah. of one eye one eye polar bear yeah. at this point. It, the one eye polar bear is in the is in the opening credit song. Uh, so obviously it means something because yeah. yeah. we've seen a lot of that stuff in that opening credit song. Uh, we right. saw the little the you know the mysterious ominous footprints in this episode. So uh, I think that it's going to be significant. I just don't know how it's going to be significant yeah. at this point. So. Anyway, Navarro goes to Kavik. She goes to her her normal booty call. Uh, she's trying to clean herself up at this point, and this is when we see like just how badly she got hurt. Uh, she's yeah. she's looking rough. And when Kavik, well, Eddie was about to shoot her too. Yeah, he was because he doesn't realize what's going. On. He doesn't realize who's in her in his in his home. Uh, so he comes out with a gun, but he does not he does not shoot her. So. Uh, anyway, Kavik sees the carving that was left there by Takak uh, and. They don't make a big deal about this, and we'll talk about it in a second. I'm but glad you brought this up because, like, she shows that to Eddie, and then when she goes to take it to Danvers, when we're go- which we're going to talk about in a second, and she didn't have it anymore, she lost it. So, like, right, like I said, are we thinking he took it? I'm thinking he took it. You know, Eddie has been looking more suspicious, yeah. more involved, and this is definitely a, a, a big red flag. And like I said, they don't really make a big deal about it. And, no, they don't. They and don't. that's like a red flag. I mean, like, oh, that's that doesn't yeah. look good for... Especially when you see him kind of look at it. Yeah, that doesn't look good for Eddie at this point. But no. now I will say this. Eddie, you know, he's... He's a, he's been a good guy up until this point, but because yeah. like he fakes proposes, he just knows a lot. Yeah, he does, and he like fake proposes to her at this point, so he yeah. can like distract her, uh, yeah. so he can like I guess relocate her wrist. I guess is what yeah. he does. Uh, that looked painful. It did. It looked. It sounded painful. Uh, I mean, you could like hear the snap when yeah. he does it. Uh, but yeah, it looked absolutely painful. So anyway, uh, we're now at Christmas Day. Uh, Danvers uh, is dreaming about her son again. He's she's having more dreams about it, and she's awakened by Navarro. And Navarro again tells her the the carving in the stone that she's that she got when she's at Tacox is gone. And like I said, I, I was really confused by this because I, I wasn't sure this meant. Kavik took it, but I, I don't know that there's any other conclusion that you can come to that, that he took right. it. So, uh, Anyway, while they're moving files around, this is when the polar bear that we, the stuffed polar bear that I just mentioned, it falls out of all of these files. And this is when and Navarro picks it up and they have another discussion about Holden and about ghosts and all this type of stuff. And this just ticks Danvers off because she's, Navarro calls her out. She says, you know, if you don't believe that, you know, the dead are with us or that they are actually here, why is this here? And this is when Danvers grabs it and throws it out into the snow. Uh, Such a Danvers move. It really is. Uh, but this is also when Navarro comes clean and says, tells her about her sister and uh, that the fact that she is now gone. So, you know, they're, they're both, she, Danvers starts to apologize because she was kind of a jerk to her because she was. Yeah. Uh, but we also get a call from Pete because Pete says that the, uh, oh wait! I, for, I, I forgot. This we brought up the. This brings up the Wheelers again. 
because yeah. when she when she when she brings up the wheelers. I don't know. It was just really weird at this point because we're not getting. Did, did they actually talk about the actual scene at this point, or did, was this later on in the episode? No, they talk about the scene here because that's when uh, Navarro. That's right. Sees sees the ghost, and and Danvers is getting on there. Is like you saw a ghost with the Wheelers. Which did you catch last week that that Wheeler was whistling "Twist and Shout"? I didn't catch it last week, but I, I did not. Yeah. yeah, but apparently that's what he was whistling. I didn't even realize that's what he was. It's just this creepy slower. Shout keeps keeps showing up. Yeah, because we're talking about again times last week. Yeah, but yeah, so they get into it. We don't still have not seen Wheeler get killed. How that happens, but yeah, I'm assuming it has to do after Navarro sees this ghost. And what's interesting is this is the second the second week in a row when we get when we are getting the video of this scene. The person who is talking about it is actually lying about because he Navarro is telling her, No, I didn't see anything. No, I didn't see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're actually seeing the video of her actually seeing something. So, right. So, like I said, every time we've seen the video of this and somebody's been telling a story about it, the storyteller has been lying about what actually took yeah. place. So, yeah. like I said, I think it's interesting that that's the, the choice they've made with it. So, uh, anyway, so Pete tells them that uh, the fisherman saw something out on the dredges. Uh, he sends them a photo. Never go to a place called the dredges. Never. <laughs> yeah, this is that just doesn't sound very good. So uh, anyway, when he sends the photo, we we're supposed to believe that it's Clark. That's because he has the yeah. jacket that we saw in the first couple of episodes that was worn by Annie and was patched up with just a little smiley face or whatever by by Clark. So we're, that's what they want us to assume. They want us to assume that this is Clark walking out on the ice. So the two of them, they get on, they head out to their vehicles. They make a mad dash to this place that they were spotted that he was supposedly spotted at, and then they go inspect these ships on the dredges. And there's just I mean, you want to talk about creepy. It's, ex- it's exactly what you were th- expecting it to be. Just one creepy old ship yeah. that you know there are ghosts there. Yeah, it's creepy old ship. Lots of weird graffiti on it. Yeah. One, some of the graffiti just happens to be the spiral that has been yeah. in this thing from the beginning. It was in, obviously, season one as well. Uh, so, like I said, they're going... They're 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 inspecting all this stuff they're investigating then they see a man running through the ship and again we're supposed to believe that this is clark but we also hear a voice calling out to evangeline and that's what navarro's first name is and they're calling out to evangeline and when she starts to walk around to investigate we see a body floating through the water uh like it's being pulled back as well so we see this body just kind of floating through the water and Navarro, of course, has to go down to investigate because yes, who, of course, who wouldn't go down and look at this creepy body that's just being pulled through the water? Uh, and when she goes down to investigate, uh, I just lost my place in the notes. Uh, when she goes down to investigate, there's those, like I said, there are the the ominous footprints that you see at, at the beginning of the of the show every week with the opening credits. You see those footprints. You see this exact same thing, and they're leading to this really dark section of the ship. It just it's. Like nothing good can come from this. Yeah, but nothing, she, nothing good comes from a place <laughs> called the Dredges. <laughs> and it's living up to his name. So, uh, Danvers though is she's still chasing the person that we saw that we thought was Clark, and she eventually corners him. Uh, when she tries to get him to like reveal himself, we realize that it's not Clark. It's actually Otis Heiss, and she sees that coat. He there. looks awful. He does. He's blind. Uh, he can't see. Uh, he looks like he's in pretty bad shape. He sees that she sees that coat that Annie and Clark were wearing, and she starts asking, 
and she says you know where's where's clark where's clark and he says he's gone to the night country we're all going to the night country i think that's what he said yeah. uh anyway so yeah. I, not, I said we're all in the night country we're all, now. Yeah, we're all in the night country now. That's exactly what he said. Thank you. So, like I said, nothing scary about that at all. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Navarro, she's still looking around, and she comes across a Christmas tree just in the middle of the ship, like fully decorated Christmas tree. Uh, like I said, I don't know how it got there. Obviously, you know, Otis can't do it because he's blind, There's, so he can't put the tree up. So uh, maybe Clark did it. I don't know at this point. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. But when she turns around, our screaming banshee is there, terrifies me because I was not expecting. I was expecting something, <laughs> but I wasn't expecting screaming banshee. Uh, anyway, so uh, all that's going through. Uh, with Danvers, after she gets done dealing with Otis, she comes to find Navarro, and Navarro is just sitting in front of the tree. And she goes to like look at at Navarro. Navarro doesn't say a word, but she looks at her ear, and there's blood dribbling that down was her ear. Creepy. Yeah, I was like, okay, what is this? I mean, why is there blood dribbling down her ear? And of course, this is where the episode ends. And the episode ends with that, with a creepy, eerie twist and shout rendition being played yes. over the credits. I actually stopped before the credits. You had mentioned if I if I heard that, I was yeah. like, no, I didn't. So when I watched it the second time, I left, I was like, oh gosh, that sounds awful. Uh, that was creepy. It was really, really creepy. And I, I'm i just disappointed we got to wait two weeks. Dang you, Super Bowl. Well, we don't I actually have to. Taylor Swift. <laughs> we don't I'm actually Taylor. have to wait two weeks yes, if we don't want to. I blame, I blame <laughs> it Taylor Swift. I blame it Taylor Swift. So, uh, anyway, your thoughts, any other additional thoughts about uh, this? Man, it was an ominous ending. It was scary. It was, this is as close to horror as as you can get without not being called horror. Yeah, it it really is. uh, Because I I watched it on, I think, Wednesday night and I texted Ryan. I was like, like, you just thought the previous episode was, was like, had horror elements. (laughs) This one has quite a bit more. So, all right. uh, I guess we shall move on to our awards then. Yeah. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a television show, during the show, we like to give out weekly awards. Uh, first is the Tyrion Lannister, our MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? You know, I will give it to John Hawks as Hank Pro. Okay. Uh, you know, this he was, he was good this episode. He was a little bit more. And also, this is one of the reasons, and it really shows in this episode that that John Hawks is uh, such a good actor because right. he helps out, you know, the 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 least experienced uh, actors like Finn Bennett right. as Peter and Callie Reese as Evangeline. He brings a lot to it, and I thought he was really good. Like I said, I actually felt sorry for him, and it, it takes someone like John Hawks to pull that off because Hank is not a very nice character. No, he's not. He's not a very easily liked character. So uh, yeah, I yeah. can definitely see that as well. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm giving it to John Hawks yeah. this week as well. Uh, the Agatha all along, your best scene of the week. What'd you go with? Gotta be the dredges, man. Yeah. The dredges. Yeah, that was, it was, it was not fun to watch, but it was good. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Be, uh, it was, it was great. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, best line of the week. what you got? I mean, when you got a character like Otis Hess saying you're all in the yeah. night country now, um, that's that's got to be it. Yeah, like I said, this episode, and we talked about this previously. I uh, didn't mention it yet, so I'll mention it here. Like most of the most of the episode is when for this show is relatively grounded. Like they don't really get into a whole lot of this. Yeah. Now this one did, did a little bit more mm-hmm. throughout the course of the episode, but it it hit it hard there at the end, and like yeah, it that's did. and that's kind of what. 
every episode is done. Like the last five to ten minutes of every episode is just like right. it just completely goes off the rails in terms of like there's the supernatural, the spooky, the creepy. Whereas the rest of it has been pretty much you know straightforward detective stuff. They go into that really spooky, weird stuff at the end. But this one had a little bit more of it throughout uh, mixed in throughout. So yeah. Uh, any thoughts on just how the rest of this is going to play out through for the rest of the I honestly have no guesses. None. Are you a little worried? Uh, because there's a lot of balls still up in the air that they're juggling. Uh, yeah. Are you any worried about that? No, we know the next couple episodes are over an hour. I think they're going to pull it off. I, I feel good about it. I wish we'd had more episodes. I'm... I'm I'm more worried and upset that there's only six. Yeah, you know, I want Jodie Foster to play this character more. Yeah, like that. I'm a little concerned that this they're going to have to because there's a lot they've got to still yeah, yeah. determine. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'll be really interested to see how they how they pull this off. But uh, yeah. anyway, I'm still really high on this. So let's go ahead and get into our rating real quick. Uh, yeah, our rating system here on the Main Attraction Podcast at the top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a loss. Middle of the road force is a friends. Beneath friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel force is Baywatch. We have both been at succession for a little while on this. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still with the succession. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. This is fantastic. I can't believe some, some of the ratings on this are lower. I still think it's misogyny. Well, it may be. That may very well could be. That, yeah. very, that very well may be the case for uh, some of those ratings. But yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just, I think it's phenomenal. It's just been really, really fun to watch. Uh, like I said, the scary stuff I could do without, but nevertheless, it does provide an interesting element to it. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I, I, I can handle this amount of scary. If you put a whole lot more in it, I'm not sure I could watch it. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, like I said, lots of fun. Enjoyed well, if you it. can watch this, man, you ought to check out something like The Conjury. You can handle that. Oh, okay. Well, like I said, I've, I've been able to handle this. This has been this hasn't been too bad. Yeah. So, and maybe it's just because I'm older now and things don't scare me as much. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we sign off, we do want to give some recommendations to our listeners, uh, some things that we have watched that we would like to pass along. What are some recommendations you have? Yeah, I'm going to give a couple. Uh, first, we lost the great Carl Weathers, mm-hmm. uh, and that was one that was really sad to me. Uh, just to, everything he was in, he was great. He had a good career. Had he not, you know, been an African American man that started in the '70s and '80s, right. he probably would have been a much bigger career. And that's sad. But he was in so, well, also, so many I mean, great. He had a football career before that, so I mean, that was a- yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, you know. He, he, he could have been with Schwarzenegger and, oh, yeah. and Stallone and those guys, even though he was. <laughs> so he was for a little stars. bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But uh, I'm going to throw out a couple of things. The Rocky movies, especially one through four that mm-hmm. are he, he's in, are on Max. Arrested Development, which he has a hilarious uh, mid part in where he's on like five or six episodes. That's on uh, Netflix. And I believe Predator is on Hulu. So he's on – he's – Really great actor, yeah, and you'll see some stuff. Uh, I will mention a couple other things on Netflix, some stuff that was just added. Plus one, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago because of Maya Erskine from yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. She's in a romantic comedy that came out a few years ago with Jack Quaid, who okay. we all love from yeah. The Boys. Mm-hmm. It just dropped on Netflix. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be a hit, and of course it's in the top ten. The <laughs> other series that just dropped on Netflix because season two is going to come out. This started out on Max and I was like, this is going to be a huge hit on Netflix and it's The Tourist starring Jamie Dorman, which we have an episode about. That was one of the reasons I was going to mention that so you can find it in our archives. But uh, 
it was a good show and it's on Netflix and I saw it was like number three. I was like, yeah, this is the type of show that would probably do better on Netflix than it did on Max. And the last thing on Netflix, I watched the making of We Are the World documentary called The Greatest Night in Pop and it is fantastic. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Ah, oh, man, it's so good. They're interviewing like Lionel Richie and uh, Bruce Springsteen, Cindy Lauper, Huey Lewis, and it's just talking about the making of, and it's man, it's so much fun to watch. I really, really loved it. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. It looks like it's good. it looks yeah. like it's pretty good. So uh, I've only got one this week. The only thing I haven't had a whole lot of opportunities to watch a whole lot of stuff. Um, excuse me. Uh, on Disney Plus, the uh, finale to Percy Jackson and Olympians wrapped up this week. It was a good show for the first seven episodes, and the finale was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it was a really, really good fina- uh, finale. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, look, Walker Scoble, I hope he doesn't go the way of most child stars, because when you talk about like people that have you know that it factor, that kid's got it. <laughs> Uh, uh, he is great you know I was a little worried because we talked about the Adam Project which was his big debut in anything we talked about that here at the very kind of early stages of our podcast and we talked about you know we talked quite a bit about him my only concern with him coming out of that that film was you know is he going to be able to do anything besides a a Ryan Reynolds cosplay and that's basically what he was doing in in the Adam Project and he was great at it don't get me wrong he was great at it but he is just phenomenal in in this. I mean, he they they put this entire television show that is supposed to appeal to you know ten to twelve year olds plus appeal to people my age as well. Right. They, you know they put it on his shoulders and they said we need you to cook and he cooked uh, to say the least. So uh, yeah, I need to watch this. I've heard good things. Yeah. Shout out to my niece, thirteen year old niece Julia, who's a big fan of this uh, show and the books. And she was like, "Oh, I loved it. I love the show so much." So uh, she she was suggesting I should watch it. Yeah, like I said, one thing about it is, you know, it is a show that is designed to hit a lot of different quadrants. So there's going to be like there are times when, and it's got it's a it's a led by three child actors, and there are times when some of the other two child actors can't quite live up to. The, they're not quite as good as, as Walker Scoble, and it shows at times. But yeah. they're, they're, they're still not bad. But Walker Scoble is really good. Well, isn't our guy Jason Manzukas in it? Because I sent a yeah. picture to her. I was like, "Is this man in there?" It's like, "Yes, he's so funny." I was like, "I'm so glad young children are getting young." Jason Manzukas. Yeah, he's in two episodes. Uh, he's he's in oh, the okay. yeah he's in the second episode for a good bit, and he's in the final episode for for a little bit. He didn't have a huge part in the final episode, but he has a a, a huge part. Another reason I will recommend to it. Uh, it was it was talked about, so people, if they followed the show, they would know it. But if you haven't kind of followed the, the press and the publicity on the show, I'm not going to tell who it is. But uh, there is a there is a, the person who plays Zeus. Uh, it is played by an actor who passed away not too terribly long ago, and this was their final this was the oh. final thing that they ever did. So like I said, it's, and the person is, is phenomenal. as It just, just really is. So like I said, that's another reason to watch it because it is that person's final performance. So like I said, if you followed the press on it, you know who it is. But if, if you didn't follow the press and you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you. So, all right. Any other thoughts before we sign off? I had to look to see who it was. Uh, <laughs> and I love that actor. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to watch it. I think I'll watch it at some point, but, uh, Yes, uh, thank you for everyone joining us, and thank you for joining us on YouTube. That's right. And we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.